Shalom to all. Today's Avaz Kalam Daf Nun Ches, so we are starting Nun Zayin Amud Beis with a brand new halacha, halacha Gimel, and in the Vilna Sursa Daf, it's right at the beginning of Lamed Amud Aleph. And today's Daf is sponsored Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarabas, Yaakov Maisha, Her Neshama should have an Oliyah. Now, the past number of Dafim, we were talking about an Aris, which was vines trained onto a single fence. Now we're going to be talking about a trellis or a pergola. If you don't know what that means, the best way to imagine it is just imagine you have the frame of your sukkah, and then instead of putting schach on top, you just have a few beams going across the top of the frame, and the vines were discussing are trained onto one of those beams. So Misha tells us, Hamatla Sagefan al Mixas Apifiaros, someone who places or trains their grapevine on part of an apifiaros on part of this trellis. So let's just give a number. There's five beams on this trellis, and he trained his vines onto one of them. He's now allowed to plant a different zera underneath the rest of the beams there, meaning underneath the rest of the trellis or the pergola, because his vines eventually will grow there and they're gonna be covering over those raim. That's obviously a problem. Vim however, if he did plant something else over there, Loikidesh, that's not because there aren't any vines on top of those plants yet. However, if the new vines did grow over there, which means the vines managed to snake their way across these beams, and now they're actually located over these raim that are planted underneath the trellis, Users, then those rhyme are usser. And then she continues, The same thing applies if a person trains his vines onto part of an elon srak, which is a non-fruit-bearing tree. A different zera is not allowed to be planted under any part of the tree because these vines will eventually grow, snaking themselves all over the tree, and they're going to end up being over these rhyme. However, the Mishnah tells us, If a person trains his vines on part of a fruit-bearing tree, then he is allowed to plant underneath the rest of the tree. And if the vines continue growing, and they manage to snake their way onto a branch and they're directly over the zera that he planted under the tree, Yachzirenu, all he has to do is pull the vines back. And those rhyme don't become usser. And the Gemara is going to explain why that is. And the Mishnah continues, There's a story, And he showed him a grapevine, which was trained onto part of a fig tree. Amrlai asked him, Am I allowed to plant something else underneath the rest of the tree? Amrlai Mutter, he said, yes, it's permitted. Because even if the vine does continue growing and it's on top of the Zrayim, all you're going to have to do is just pull it back so that it's not over the Zrayim anymore and you're not going to have an issue. And Ve'aleu Misham Le'Bes Meginya, he brought him from there to this place called Bes Meginya, Ve'aleu Gafen Shumodla Mitzas HaKaira, he showed him a grapevine that was trained onto part of a branch. And what type of tree was this branch from? The Sadin Shal Shikma. It was on a sycamore tree, Ubay Kairos Harbe, and there were many beams on the sycamore tree. And what does that mean that there was many beams on it? So these sycamore trees did not bear fruit, but they did produce many branches that were thick and good to be used as beams, and they would actually cut these branches off, and then they would regrow, and then they'd cut them off and use them as beams. So this vine was trained onto one of the beams, and Amrullah, he told him, zu Planting zera underneath this beam that the vine is on is usr. Mutter, but you're allowed to plant under the rest of the tree, because the vines are not going to be allowed to snake their way onto other branches, because as we just said, he wants to cut off those branches and use them as beams, and he's not going to allow the vines to just sit there and take up all that precious wood. Now the mission continues, Ezo Elon Srak, what is the definition of an Elon Srak, a non-fruit bearing tree, if it doesn't produce fruits. Now, Rav Meir, Rav Meir says, no, Hakol Elon Srak. All trees have a din of Elon Srak in regards to having the grapevine on them, except for olives and figs. Whereas Rav Yesu says, if one is not going to plant a full orchard of these fruit trees, so then it's considered an Elon Srak in regards to this din. And again, as we said in the Gemara, we're explain what's the difference between an Elon Srak and a fruit bearing tree. Now, first we define this apifiaris or this pergola. And remember, we had 
said that there was a number of beams going across. You know, train the grapevine onto one of the beams. So now the Gemara tells us, Chizkiah Amr, Chizkiah says, Mishlai Shabbat Arba Himas Amrish is talking about where the beams are in between three and four Tfachim of each other. Pachas Mishlai Kisasom. If they're less than three Tfachim apart from each other, so then that's considered closed. We know this is the famous din called Lavud, and Lavud closes gaps. And therefore, if these beams of the pergola of the Apifiaris are within three Tfachim of each other, we view it as if the whole thing is closed, and then that would make it a Mechitza, which means that if the vines are on top, he could plant anything he wants underneath, and there's a separation in between the vines and this thing underneath. Whereas Mishlai Shabbat Mashlim, if these beams are within three and four Tfachim of each other, so then that's what Mish is talking about, where the vines are going to eventually grow, covering the entire pergola, thereby covering the different min that's planted underneath. Whereas Arba, if they're four Tfachim apart from each other, Nachas Hula, so then it's just going to go downwards, meaning if they're four Tfachim apart from each other, as the vine grows, it's not going to be able to reach from beam one to two and from two to three, so on and so forth. There's too much of a gap. And as it's growing, it's just going to fall downwards, and therefore one would also be allowed to plant under the other beams of this pergola. Now we ask Ad Heichan, until where? Meaning how much of this pergola of this Apifiaris is usher to plant underneath? Let's say it's massive and it's huge, and he's one little grapevine that's trained onto the first beam. Is he not allowed to plant under the entire thing? Or maybe not. So Gemara says, Rav Yaakov Eidi tells us B'Shem Rav Shem Ben Lakish, Ad Arba Amais, up until four Amais, meaning up until four Amais away from this grapevine which he had trained onto this first beam, is usher to plant a different min, but past four Amais, he's allowed to plant. However, if Acha says the name of Rav Chinana, who says B'Shem Rav Shem Ben Lakish, so we have a different member of the name of Rish Lakish, Ad Sheish Amais, up until six Amais. Now we have another din, Amrav Mana, Rav Mana says, Kisarin, I went to Kisarin, Vishamis, and I heard the Rabbi Shai Barshami said, B'Shem Rav Yitzchak Ben Lazar, Im Mutter. If there's two Pifiaris right next to each other, he's allowed to plant underneath the second one. And the only one that's usher to plant under is the one that currently has the vine trained on that beam. However, Amr Chinna of Chinna says, Vitaniu Palig. There's a Brasa that clearly argues with this because the Brasa says, Im Literally, this means if it's normal for it to step, which means that if it's normal that when the vine grows, it's going to go onto beams one, two, three, and four of this pergola and then step over or jump onto the next pergola that's right next to it. So then it's also usher to plant under the next one as well, because the vine will eventually make its way there. No chasam based on top, Vitani Canyon is also taught like this. Rabshim bin Lazar Aimer, he tells us, if it's normal for the vines to step from one pergola to another, that's considered like one pergola, like one trellis, and he would not be allowed to plant even under the second one. We had said in the mention that there's a difference between training a vine onto an Elon Srak versus onto an Elon Michael. What was the difference? So if he trains a vine into an Elon Srak, a non-fruit bearing tree, and remember we had discussed at the end of the Mishnah that it could be even we're talking about a fruit bearing tree, but it still has the din of an Elon Srak. He's allowed to plant a different min under any part of the tree, even if the vine's not there, because eventually the vine is going to grow all over the tree. However, when we're talking about an Elon Michael, he is allowed to plant a different min under the rest of the tree, because even if the vine does grow there, he's going to pull the vine back. And the Gemara asks, Mabin Elon Srak, Mabin Elon Michael, what's the difference? Why do we say that by an Elon Michael, all he has to do is pull the vine back and it's not going to grow over the rest of the tree, but by an Elon Srak, he's going to allow his vine to grow all over the tree, so if he's not to plant anything under the entirety of the tree. So the Gemara answer is, a person is going to mavatal his Elon Srak to his Gafen, but he's not going to do so to his Elon Michal. Meaning an Elon Srak isn't really worth much money. So if he's able to train his grapevine to grow all over his Elon Srak, producing grapes, so it's beneficial for him to just let his tree sit there and have the vine go all over the place, 
producing a lot of grapes for him. That's what we mean by he's going to mevatel his Elon Srak to his Geffen. And that's why he's not going to plant under any part of his Elon Srak, even though the vines aren't there yet, because he's going to let the vines get there. However, when we're dealing with an Elon Michael that produces fruit, so he's not going to mevatel his fruit tree in order to have grapes grow. He's only going to allow the grapes to grow on a little bit of the tree, the place where he trained them onto, but not on the rest of the tree. And if the vines do end up growing more, so he's just going to pull them back to where he had originally trained them onto the tree, because again, he's not going to mevatel his whole tree just because he's grapevines. And now the Gemara brings a din from a Mishnah Masechus Kalim that doesn't have anything to do with Kalayim, it just has to do with how we're gyrus that Mishnah, and we try to learn that from here. So Gemara tells us, Taman Taninon, over there Masechus Kalim, we learn in Mishnah, which is plural for chemes, namely a flask for water or for wine. So this chemes is a tsaro type, which means it's a piece of leather which is simply tied into the shape of a bag. So they're tahar, which means they cannot be makabal toma, except for if they come from the Arabs. Now, the reason why such a flask cannot be makabal toma, even though we usually know that a kli could be makabal toma, is because since this is such a simple kli, it's made by taking a piece of leather and tying it in a knot, so all we have to do to undo this kli is undo the knot, and then we don't have a kli anymore. So it can't be makabal toma because it's not really a kli, says the Mishnah, except for these types of flasks that come from Arabs, because even if they untie theirs, they still retain their shape, and therefore it's considered a kli. Now, Rav Meir says, If this kli is tied only for a short amount of time, they're not going to because it's meant to be untied. Whereas Tzor Oilam, if it's tied forever, it's a permanent knot, then Timaeus, they could be Makabotoma. However, Rabbi Yassi says, All of these types of flasks that are just a tied piece of leather, they're not Makabotoma. It doesn't make a difference if they're tied just for a short amount of time or for a long amount of time. Now, here's the key over here. Is Tanayitani Machlef. There are those that teach of Meir Shita the other way around. Namely, if it's tied, it's Tame, meaning it's Makabotoma. And if it's a Tzor Oilam, it's tied forever, so it's not Makabotoma. However, in regards to what the proper girsa is in Shittas Rav Meir, Rav Yaakov Baracha says, B'Shem Rav Yasa, Kemas Nisin. It's just like our Mishnah, meaning we go with the first girsa in Rav Meir, not this switched around girsa in Rav Meir. And how do we know this? So Amr Rav Yudan, Rav Yudan says, Simana de Kalim Kilayim. The simon of how to be garis the Mishnah in Kalim is just like our Mishnah in Kilayim. Namely, we said in our Mishnah that if we're dealing with a vine trained on Elon Srak, so then the entire tree has a din of this pergola or of this trellis, and that's because a person is mevatel the tree to the gefen, and that's the same thing with this flask, which is tied at Tzor Oilam. He's mevatel the flask. It's like that forever, and therefore it can be Toma. Whereas in regards to an Elon Michael, if he trains his vine onto that, it does not get this den of Pifior or of Trellis of Pergola, and that's because he's not mevatel his tree to the vine. And that's the same thing in the Mishnah and Kalim, that if this flask is tied only Lashah for a little bit, so it's not going to be in the shape of a cleave forever, and therefore it's not Makabal Toma. And the reason why it makes sense to say this is Dal Kane without saying this, or another gear says Deloy Kane without this, Mabin What's the difference between tying something forever and tying something only for a little bit? Why would it make sense to say the other girsa? It doesn't make sense to say that if the kli is tied forever, it's not makabotoma. But if the kli is only tied for a little bit, so it would be makabotoma. So therefore, the original girsa makes sense. And again, the simon to remember which girsa is proper is the kalim kilayim. The girsa of kalim is just like our Mishnah in kilayim. However, the Beir of Yane Omri, the base of Yane, explained that no, it actually could make sense to say like the second girsa. Sror oilam tsar chitoch. Then when this flask is tied, and it's going to be there forever, and they're not going to untie the knot, 
that needs cutting, which means since it's going to be like this forever, they still have to trim here and cut there in order to make it a perfect flask, and until they do that, it doesn't have a den of a clee, even though this knot is not going to be undone. Whereas surashah, if it's tied only for a short amount of time, and it's architoch, that doesn't need trimming or cutting, and therefore, while it's tied like this, it's considered a clee, and it can be kabbal tuma. We're going to stop here for the day, we'll pick up tomorrow with a brand new halacha, halacha dalid. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.